the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. B7Dev.com is the app development firm dedicated to helping entrepreneurs go from app idea to success because they understand startups and don't charge you huge fees just to get your app off the ground. Learn more at b7dev.com. From Apple features to ASO to influencer marketing, you will learn all the tools and tactics to make it in the app space. Learn more at appmastersacademy.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to growing your app downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. And today I've got a phenomenal guest. We're going to hear about how his launch might have just been meh, but through constant testing, he's really just doubled. We're going to hear all the success stories, but it's really been crushing it, especially during a crazy time like 2020. So without further ado, he was a past guest. He's back again to share some of the insights that he's learned from growing this company so much bigger than last time. His name is Ryan Riata. He is the co-CEO and co-founder of Flow Motion Entertainment. And you got to check out their latest game. It is called Cooking Crush. Ryan, welcome back. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me back. You've got your intro nailed. It uh, sounds great. Great to be here, man. <laughs> Dude, if I try to change it up, it just won't flow well. It's just like <laughs> embedded. Got in it dialed. Yeah, yeah. I'll also be here, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. So I know you're big, like, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, efficiency guy, right? Like you like to be very efficient. So what I want to learn is what, how did you approach this constant learning, constant testing? And, you know, I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, but before we hit record, you're like, you know what, when we launched it, you were like, whoa, this is a lot harder than we thought, but it was through constant testing that it just like totally worked. So tell me about that. And like not giving up in the very beginning, being like, ah, let's move on to the next title, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a good question. I feel like uh, there's probably a few parts I'd have to put together to give you an answer to that. Like, um, maybe it's partly because I'm, I'm half Japanese and we obsess over tinkering with things and making <laughs> things more efficient. So I don't know if it's in my blood. Um, when I worked for really big companies, I worked for several billion dollar companies. You know, we did a lot of Kaizen, which is like this relentless experimentation and changing little things, little things, right? Mm -hmm. And so that that's part of being, you know, that's being in my DNA and, and experience. And then you know, we're big, uh, big proponents of the lean startup. And uh, so that uh, MVP concept and total, you know, again, experimentation. So build, measure, learn. And so how fast can you have an idea for something and then test it and then measure the results, learn from it and then do it again. So if I kind of put all that together, that's part of our, it's a huge part of our culture is, um, and, and I guess it's a growth mindset. That's one of our core values and something that I've been getting a lot better at in my years here and, and doing a lot of that personal growing myself. So we kind of mash all that together and that's led us to just want to continue to experiment, not give up and, uh, you know, realize that maybe we're closer than we think to success, but we just got to keep going. Let me talk about, okay, when you guys did launch and you're kind of like, hey, this is a lot difficult, you know, maybe you weren't seeing the traction that you thought you were going to be seeing. What were the things that you tackled first? Yeah. And uh, we've got, so the, yeah, well, I can talk about cooking crush since we launched that one just over a year ago, December, 20, what, 19. And then we just launched another game this past December as well, cooking my story. Nice. So we're kind of at the same stage with that game as we were with cooking crush a year ago. 
Um, and so, yeah, when we launched it, we realized that, you know, obviously there's more and more apps and games these days. And so the market's getting in certain niches, getting more competitive. And in our niche, we, uh, we've got a lot of content primarily played by women. Uh, so casual mobile games primarily played by women. And so it's gotten tighter and tougher in our, in our space. And so we launched last year, we didn't quite get the results we were hoping for on launch. Um, but we just, you know, we really go to our, we go to numbers a lot. So I'm a big fan of this, uh, this story Moneyball, if you've seen mm -hmm. the movie or the book, mm -hmm. uh, you know, about the Oakland A's. And so we really get focused on the right numbers. And so we've had some help from consultants and stuff, look at our funnel. So we look at the very top of the funnel. And so we only, we're only looking for an answer your question. We're only looking for little improvements, but in many different areas, all the way down the funnel. So from everything from, I'm sure you, you talk about this a lot with people that you consult with, you know, how many times is the icon getting seen and improving the, the conversion from someone seeing it to someone clicking on it, mm -hmm. the store, how many times the store gets seen, how many times do people see the store to download from download to open from open to, you know, end of day one. So we just obsess about every step of that funnel and then just look at the, the sort of conversions and then tune up each one. And now with lots of games, we kind of have good benchmarks. So we kind of know exactly what we expect it to be. And when it's below that, we go, okay, well, let's run some different icon experiments. Let's run some different screenshots. So we just obsess about each step of that. And then sort of the compounding result is what we see over time being quite- That's the biggest you know, thing that I took away, you know, before we hit record, we did, you, you filled out a form for us and it was just a compounded sort of success, right? Like these little tiny wins end up adding to something bigger. Now, when you first launched, like, what do you then focus on? Are you focused on top of the line? Like, do you just look at the numbers, be like, hey, there's a gap here. This is where we need to key in, whether it's the onboarding process, whether it's the icon, whether it's the screenshots, how do you know whether to key in on the top of the funnel or somewhere in the middle of the funnel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, well, the good thing is we've got a great team now. And so we can focus on both. <laughs> so we've got a great marketing team that's looking at the top of funnel from a marketing standpoint. So everything from icon screenshots and and back when the algorithms were a little less sophisticated you could get these giant leaps um i don't know if, if you see that anymore but we don't where we, before we used to be able to change the screenshots like from landscape to portrait and put some clever caption in there like boom or can you know our, our download rate would double but wow we don't see that anymore we see just you know sort of these 10 to 20 percent changes so we've got we, we have the marketing team focused on those things and obviously icon and the screenshots are the number one thing, especially icon, right? Given how many people see that. And then on the game itself, that's something we actually stepped up a lot this year. We hired some experts part-time to coach us on what to focus on in the game. And it's, it's no different whether it's an app or a game. We really obsessed about the onboarding process. So like the mm. first, not even the first 10 minutes, the first three minutes, we set up all kinds of events to track what was happening from someone who downloaded it to open it to, you know, the, doing the very first step to the next step of the tutorial, to finishing the first level, the finishing, you know, so we obsessed over the first three minutes, then the first 10, then the first 20. And it was incredible how many people we were losing even in the first three minutes. Uh, so that, that, that was a huge learning for us was uh, really focusing more on the, on the product itself this year. Nice. Did you learn anything from the monetization side? So I'm sure the onboarding really helped with some of the retention things that you might've been looked at, but what are you doing on the monetization side too? Uh, yeah, a ton. So we, that's, yeah, we ramped up this year, big time, a uh, big shout out to Jordan Blackman. He's been huge to help us uh, consulting us as well on where to focus on the game to improve monetization. And I think what we've seen, not only with all the experiments on the marketing side, but all of the, the product improvements has also helped the algorithm in our ranking. Mm. So I think with the combination of the two, that's where we really saw these changes in October. So 
we got obsessed with that onboarding. Jordan got us really looking at the balance of the of the game, like how you know in game it's it's this flow kind of state that you want to help people achieve through the game. You don't want to make it too hard because then they get frustrated and they leave. You don't want to make it too easy because then they get bored and they go check something else out. So you kind of want to take them through this journey of not too hard and not too easy, but getting hard enough, you know, like boss level, and then you give them a bit of relief. And so this is well-documented, the sort of process you want to take people through. So he's helped us and we hired someone as well, full-time, Julius, to help us balance the whole game as well. So that's been a huge thing is creating that optimal fun. And then that leads to people wanting to, you know, inspire people to want to spend more in the game, stay in the game longer. What is that title? Is it just game design? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even level design. Like, so if you get right into it, there's actual level. We didn't realize that there's some very specific roles in actual level design as well. People that's just dedicated to balancing the levels too. Cause it's you, I mean, it's, it's an art. Well, it's, it's a science with all the data and then an art to figure out the right. Cause there's like 10 variables that we can change for every level. And yeah, so we look, I know there's, there's machines that do this now that we're looking forward to getting more into where it's just like, listen, Look here. Here's here's all the levels we have now. You know, thousands of levels. Yeah. And there's you know a dozen variables per level that you can tweak. And it's like, okay, look here. This is, yeah. Julius will be happy when we give that over to a machine to do. So. Well, on the talk topic of machines, when you were talking about all these levers and all these little things, running all these little tests, I was like, Ryan, what tools are you using to measure all this stuff? Yeah. So we also hired someone to take care of uh, analytics. Um, so essence being awesome where we have a ton of data. I mean, obviously, you know, in this industry that kicks out more data than anyone in real time, we can see how our experiments are doing now. And, uh, so we do use BigQuery a lot. Uh, we've had a friend consult us a lot on, on using that. So we just send a ton of events to Google big, big data thing, uh, BigQuery, Right. And then we pull it all, we pull it out into some, some tools, but we use now, now with two games, we use BigQuery for some stuff we use game analytics uh, for some other things. We use Firebase for some stuff because it's got some great reporting for crashing and whatnot. Okay. Um, and then we use a bunch of different tools to kind of look at it all. Tableau, Data Studio. We are, we are, we have embarked on a project to simplify a lot of that. Okay. Yeah. So it's BigQuery, Firebase. What was the other one? Game analytics. Game analytics. Though. Uh, just throw in some Google Sheets there for fun. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta but we you know we do and and you know and we need it all because we obsess over that data and, and that's what helps us make the games better and our marketing efforts better so you know ryan as, as a leader of this company how did you decide especially if you're like hey this game isn't as well like performing as well as we expected like when did you decide to hire those consultants versus just like being like hey we're gonna we're gonna try to figure this out ourselves yeah it's it's that trade-off between, um, you know, uh, efficiency, you know, and return on investment. Like we could, uh, and because we have such a growth mindset where we typically find ourselves like, oh, we'll figure this out. We'll, we'll right. learn it. We'll, we'll study it. We'll, we'll reverse engineer. But we realized that to get to where we wanted to get to faster and to help our partners, right? Like uh, the games that we publish are made by teams that, that aren't, they don't work directly for us. We do revenue sharing partnerships with them. Oh, got it. Okay. And so if they don't have the expertise, expertise themselves, and, uh, and rather than us try and take the time to learn it, we find that it's just quicker sometimes to go and borrow it or rent it and, and find it out on the market and get those folks to consult us and our partners to get the game to where we want faster. I mean, it's almost like a personal question for me, because sometimes I have this, like, 
I'm going to figure this out. Right? Like I'm going to do it myself. One, just to be like, I can do it and I can learn from it. And two, I'm just like, maybe I'm sometimes I'm just too cheap to, you know, like find somebody to help me with. And so like, how do I balance between hiring somebody versus just being like, no, I'm going to like heads down, figure this stuff out. Yeah. It's a good question. And uh, you know, we found what's working really well is kind of a um, trial basis where we'll, we'll do a, and it works for both parties where we do a part-time engagement and we usually set it up with some success metrics. So there's sort of a part-time compensation and then a bonus structure if they help the company hit certain metrics. And that's a, that lets us very quickly test to see if it's gonna work and if the value is there. And if it is, then we kind of deepen the engagement. Um, and we've done that on, on marketing, someone that's helped us with marketing funnels. We've done that with game design. We've done that with analytics. We've done that with, um, we've had someone now help us with a lot of the front end they're helping our partners audit the front end of the game and sort of how it's set up on Unity mm. and make a ton of improvements to the game loads faster, it crashes less. Um, so yeah, I, and we do a business case. We usually do not a big fancy thing, but we just do a, a, a quick analysis of, listen, if we spent, if we invested this much, what's the potential return here? And, and you know, very quickly, we can see if it makes sense or not. I like that. I like the, the way you look at it that way. Is it some crazy Google sheets with some numbers that you put in, or is it just like, Hey, a little bit. Sometimes it's just some quick math, right? We just, but we just run the numbers. Listen to this person, the investment's going to be this much a month. Right. But if they help us at these metrics and we're talking about, you know, last month we have, we were now over a million downloads a month. So, you know, you can get someone to help improve something a a lot and a little something, a lot of things, a little bit, right. When we have a a million people playing the game, if someone just tunes those little sessions, a tiny little bit, we can get some pretty great results. So, I know you've seen some amazing success from a marketing perspective. Can you share some of the things that are working well for you guys? Yeah. I mean, uh, we're finally seeing both like, uh, historically it's been easier to get dynamic results on Google, right. Where you can see it improving over time as you, Mm -hmm. as you constantly work with the algorithm, Apple's been a little tougher. It's a little bit more, you know, rigid in in terms of how it works, but we are seeing also in, in sort of September, both stores, uh, like what we're doing and, and we're being able, we're ranking organic, you know, that's been our bread and butter for our partners as well as being able to get a ton of, you know, majority of our million downloads are organic, nice. uh, based on the keywords that we know we want to rank for. So at both stores, we're finally seeing Apple as well, respond well to, and us being able to climb up in the rankings for certain keywords. And, um, you know, what's working well is I'll say it again, is that constant experimentation, mm-hmm. a ton of experiments that we're running, um, from everything from the, from the, uh, but now we've, I mean, we really upped, not just now the icon and the screenshots, but different localization, different descriptions. We've hired a professional writer for the descriptions. We wow. um running on different ad platforms, um, not just Facebook and Google. Um, and then I, I think one of the big things as well is, is with the game now getting tuned up is that's also, I mean, the algorithms looking deeper into the game in terms of retention, monetization, ratings, crashing, like Google's a big on the vital. So as we've tuned up the product at the same time this year, along with the marketing, that's when we saw, because we really focused on that, uh, the product sort of in the back half of, of 2020. And when we did both things together, that's when sort of October, September, October, November, that's when we saw this big incline. And so with Google, we tripled downloads uh, sort of in the last quarter of, of 2020. Wow, dude. Congrats. Now, have you seen something similar on Apple? Cause when you're talking about like when we fine tune the product, I was like, I have to imagine Google is going to love that stuff. Right. And rank you higher for certain keywords, but have you seen similar results on Apple side? We are seeing, we are seeing an increase, not as dramatic as, as Google. I mean, it's, it's amazing. 
you know, I'm not sure uh, if everyone's seeing this, probably not, but we're just seeing Google. Um, we're just seeing, you know, it's now far surpassed Apple in terms of, of well, it's always, it's always passed Apple in terms of downloads, right. but now it's far surpassed Apple in terms of revenue. Really? Um, yeah, but we are seeing Apple, it is climbing, just not as fast. Like Google, when it sees the things it wants to see, it's like, boom, there you go. Apple, we're just seeing the steady climb over time. Um, so it is, but we're seeing, to answer your question, yeah, we're, we're seeing it respond, looks like similarly to things in, that we're improving in the product and really focusing on retention. I mean, that's, again, with any partner, especially this new game, Cooking My Story, that's out, that's where we go right away is onboarding experience for people to make sure that everyone we bring in the game, you know, wants to stay in the game. Yeah. And so we're making it faster, we're moving a ton of crashing, or we're, we're getting all the, the vitals down and then retention is a big thing we look at. So um, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna work the same process with that partner in that game here over the next year. So on the revenue side, are you seeing most of your revenue coming from Google? It's now switched, yeah. I mean, what, wow. a few years ago, it was Apple first, then Google, then it was yeah. kind of 50-50. And now we're seeing a, a, a definitely more shift to Google. And I don't know, I mean, we put as much attention on both. It's just Google, you know, they give us a ton more tools, right, as, as publishers to be able to optimize the game, right? Everything we can do from a soft launch perspective, everything we can see, all the split testing, all the store listing experiments, sure. right? Like the, they really support the developer. So it's easier to make the game and the marketing better there, right? I wonder if you've seen some correlation between all the tests and experiments that you're running with Google on their platform and and the the organic ranks. Are you seeing some correlation between the two? Like the more experiments I run, the more Google is going to like us. I wonder. I know that the platforms like you to use the stuff that they've given you to use, yeah. but I, I think we're I think we're really just pulling on the right levers. Okay. And, um, you know, and, and you know, this as well as, as I do that like Google's likes, um, it likes numbers. It likes to make sure that technically the stuff sound, it likes to, it likes to make sure that you've got new fresh content all the time. Um, so I think we're just, you know, obviously hopefully after five years of, of being in this space, we, uh, we've, we've figured a few things out. That's awesome, man. That's congrats on all the success. Hey, from a revenue standpoint, are you guys getting most of the revenues through ads? Is it through in-app purchases? I'm just curious because, you know, it's uncommon for me. I don't hear too often that, hey, Google's outpacing Apple from a revenue perspective. So I'm just curious if it has anything to do with the type of money you're earning, whether it's through ads or in-app purchases. Yeah, it could be our type of game. Uh, it could be our player i mean we are primarily focused on on sort of seven markets the tier one main tier one markets at least in our space united mm -hmm. states united kingdom australia japan canada france and germany um and we make 80 75 80 percent from in-app purchases wow so okay you know that's, that's good to large. hear that you know google people are buying in-app purchases on google that's awesome yeah. And I think in these markets, again, because we're so focused on tier one, I mean, if you've got someone with a high end, you know, I've got a decent uh, one plus Android phone here. I mean, we see in the monetization, someone with a Samsung or a, or a high end Android device, they're going to monetize the same as someone with an iPhone. Wow. That's um, cool, it, man. It's just obviously, yeah, we get three times as many downloads or actually way more than that. We, we get a lot more downloads. Uh, so there's just a lot more people playing, but when you look at sort of apples to apples in terms of device, the, the, yeah. they perform the same way. Well, that's what we hear all the time. It's like, I can get way more downloads on Google, right? It's like, but if, especially for subscription revenue, like, but you know, all 80% of my subscription revenue is coming from Apple. And so I'm very curious, but that's very promising to hear that a lot of your revenue is coming from in-app purchases and people on Google are, are buying in-app purchases. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, you know, that's how we've geared the games. We don't, 
we don't show any forced ads. We want them to all be elective and, um, you know, with our efforts to tune the game up and make it a lot of fun and well-balanced, then people want to spend, right, to, to progress in the game faster or to buy themselves something nice in the game. So, Hey, you kind of mentioned that you tested out different ad platforms, so you're not just on the app, Facebook, and I think you said Apple or Google, but what other ad platforms are you testing out? Uh, so, yeah, the big, I mean, still primarily Facebook, uh, and we'll see how this... Uh, this sort of new uh, new thing with iOS 14 uh, impact stuff. Um, we've, we're doing great with Google ads. Uh, so we've run a lot with Apple search ads. Um, you know, I, I, I really wish they performed better, but uh, it's, it's still a very, um, you know, what do you want to call it? Uh, they don't, there's not a lot you can do with that ad unit. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we, we did experiment a ton to see how the results, you know, we were, we're again, we obsess over ROAS in terms of return on ad spend. So we have our metrics, even after day one, we know what we should be returning in day seven and day 30. Um, so we only spend profitably and just Apple search ads has been, been, again, that's been one of our experiments, especially with this new game in pre-registration in launch to see if we can also influence the algorithm, if we can get a return on that. Um, unfortunately haven't seen too much success there. Uh, we're experimenting more with some of the game ad networks themselves like unity. Um, and, uh, we have been talking to Pinterest. Uh, they, they haven't seen any game companies do well yet using their platform, but, um, it's also cause a lot of companies look at Pinterest the same as they would other platforms. And yet it's a very different people on Pinterest are doing different things for, you know, and so you've got to re rethink your content that you're putting on there. I mean, this has been a few years ago and it wasn't a game, but somebody was finding success on Pinterest ads and it was just right around the time that they launched. But he was saying like, yeah, it's nobody's on there and we're seeing really good results on an app download. So I, I agree with you. I don't think it's the, you have to treat it as a whole different platform. You got to show what people want to see on Pinterest anyways, too. Yeah. The big thing that, what did, what did Pinterest share that it's a, um, it's more of a search platform than just something, you know, you're not, you're not just yeah. sitting there scrolling. You're people go on there to, to they're looking for something a do it yourself project right. or some inspiration. And, and really Pinterest wants you to actually get on and off. They actually just, they, you go on there and they kick you off to something else to do. It's, it's different than say Instagram or Facebook or whatever they, they want you to stay on, you know, right. so, uh, it's a different, it's a whole different, obviously experience that, that that needs to be rethought on there so anyways we're I know, i've been targeted some ads on pinterest and i've clicked through them and i'm like well this is kind of cool <laughs> it's like <laughs> dude, you don't want to see my my pinterest it's like men's fashion and what else do i put in some like vegan recipes usually maybe some arts and crafts for the kids but that's very rare but it, a lot of it's just recipes that i'm looking for on pinterest yeah 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 i'm excited about trying some stuff there um we've got a couple other um uh, ad networks that we're going to experiment with now that we've got this game out i mean we're going with bread and butter for right now but we're going to run some again we're, we're all about experiments and we'll run some more and we'll measure the data and see how it turns out what attribution tool are you using to get all this data is it apps flyer adjust but, uh, we've used adjust in the past uh, right now we're using apps flyer okay um but again because we're not running ads from very many sources for the most part uh you know we measure, we use the tools like Facebook. We use, we use it a lot just to measure ROAS. Got it. You but yeah, for a lot of the problem. other smaller sources, we use apps flyer. Nice. 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 All right. Hey, one thing I want to talk about, and I guess it's more of a personal question too, but you talked a lot about the growth mindset, having that you've gotten into the 1 million per a month per downloads, downloads per month. When I think about the growth mindset, it's like, I'm going to learn stuff. 
but sometimes I, know, I struggle with this, Ryan, like you're always pushing forward. And then when I look back at the year and I kind of did this as I was looking at the numbers in 2020 and I was like, Hey man, this is pretty good. Like this new product that we launched, like this is going well. We do these YouTube live streams. That's going really well. But then when I'm doing it, I always feel like, man, I'm not doing enough. Like what are this? What's this? You know, how do you still have the growth mindset, but I guess take time to celebrate some of these wins too, and not always be like push, push, push. And I don't know if they're tied together. So you tell me like, Steve, that's not the growth mindset, bro. Uh, I, well, I, I hear <laughs> what you're saying too. Uh, Cause it's, uh, I, I, it's something I'm always working on. Well, I guess that's the growth mindset as well. Um, I can't say that I've figured out that I know what you're saying. Cause I find the same thing where I'm always like, okay, the next thing, the next thing more mm-hmm. grow. Um, and, and it can, you can get in that trap of kind of forgetting where you came from. Um, you know what I, what I can say that's worked well for myself and, and what we do as a company is every week in every meeting, we start out with a celebration. Mm-hmm. So, uh, especially our, we have a team meeting every Monday morning with the whole team. And that meeting starts out with every single person going around on zoom uh, and uh, and sharing one thing that they're grateful for or celebrating from the past week. Mm-hmm. And then same with our least senior leadership team. They, they share one thing they they're celebrating from, from their team. And so that way we, every week, at least we're kind of honoring our wins and kind of being grateful for like, okay, yeah, we did that this week, not just always be looking at the next thing and kind of forward looking. So that I know it works well for us uh, as a practice. And then, um, you know, we do do a lot of lessons learned. Like that's a big thing we do for the whole year. Um, so yeah, I, I can share that it works every week to kind of have that on, uh, on our calendar. And it's also a constant practice for myself to not just be, you know, trying to grow into the, into the future, always being sort of, uh, well, two things, one, do my best to be present here and now as well. Not always trying to, you know, think of something in the future and being respectful and, and grateful for what's happened in the past. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we do that too. So I'm glad you said that. And I'm like, okay, I never know if I'm doing the right thing half the time. I'm like, is this right? But it's just fun to do it. But we we start off every team meeting. We meet every Wednesday and we're like, okay, give us, and it could be personal too. Like I just say, it doesn't have to be business oriented to be like, hey, what did you get done from personally? And gets to know the team a little bit better too. Totally, right? Because I don't know. Yeah, we're all over the place. Uh, I'm sure some of your team is as well, right? We've yep. got folks now in Serbia and Romania and Pakistan, India and just an awesome team. And, you know, well, nowadays we don't see each other in, well, we wouldn't have anyways, but obviously with Zoom, this allows us just to connect and and be able to find out some of those personal things that you wouldn't, you know, necessarily through other conversations. So Yeah, I love it. All right. I want to scale it down for the audience who might be hearing all these tests that you're able to run. You're like, man, Ryan, I don't have that many people to do all these tests with. And I, you know, maybe I can't hire some of them. Now you, you talked a lot about the onboarding, the experience. Is that where you're like, is there some parts, some areas you're like, Hey, if your gro- game isn't as growing as fast as you want, here's some one or two areas that you should first focus on before you start being like Ryan mode and tackling and doing all these different tests all at once. Right. Uh, and yeah, it took us five years to get the, <laughs> to where we are and have this, just this great team that, and all these processes that we run every week and, and a culture that's doing that. So, I mean, if you're just starting out, I, again, I would go to the numbers and build a simple spreadsheet and grab your numbers from the marketing side of things. So, how many icon impressions are you getting, which Google or Apple shows you, Google doesn't, but how many impressions am I getting? How many people actually go to the store? How many people actually download the game? And so you can start to get some ratios there. And, um, you know, we've got some benchmarks and I'm sure you can find them out there in terms of what those should be. And then that at least starts to give you some insights and like, oh man, I think that should be a lot better. 
Um, or I think I just need to get a whole lot more people to see this because, you know, some people just don't look at those. So if you look at the numbers, at least you're now got shining light on something. So then I would look at the game too. So that I would do a build simple funnel for the marketing top of funnel side of things. And then I would build one for the game itself. And, and if, if someone obviously is building the game or the, it's the same for the, the app, if you've got a developer obviously doing it, you want to set up a bunch of events for that first call it 10 minutes of someone's journey into the uh, gamer app and put an event at every step. Uh, you can have not too many, but let's say over the first 10 minutes, you might have 50 events and you're gonna to wanna to really track what, what someone's journey like. And we found all of a sudden these giant drop-offs, like 30% drop-off, even before they get to play the first level because of something weird in the tutorial. So I would obsess over that and, and start there and use any tool, even Facebook, actually, that's another one. We use Facebook analytics. You can set up custom events in there. You can set them up in game analytics, that's free and um, have a really good look at that. And you, you might be quite surprised in terms of what people are doing. I'm glad you bring this up too, because it's, you know, we've seen it through some of the people we've been working with. Sometimes people think too many times about like getting more downloads and it's like, maybe it's just a product. If you fix the product, like one of the best case studies that we've had was a guy that I was just working with. And then we like 92 X his revenue without really, I think it was like 17 or something ridiculous with just fixing the product. We 17 X his revenue and it went from like a dollar a day to like 17. And now it's like all the way to almost hundred dollars a day. But you know, it wasn't like we did anything miraculous. We just kind of looked at the product and be like, well, we can make adjustments here and show some features here. And there you go. The revenue started taking off right afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it, 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 I don't know, for me, it helps ground me in reality. Yes. Yeah. I think that we've obviously, if you make, if you're making something, you're, you're a creator, you've got a vision for something. We can get all these great ideas going on and we need to be grounded by the data say, well, did my ideas actually work out the way I thought? Um, mm -hmm. So we're always kind of checking in with ourselves to say, okay, great. I've got an idea. Let's run it. And then we got to check to see if it worked out the way I thought. Yes or no. You know, okay, let's try something else. So. Hey, was your wife impressed by the 40 under 40 in Vancouver when you won that in 2006? Uh, well, you know, not really. Cause she won it before me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, no she, way. All right. Power couple she here. wanted to, uh, yeah, she went, well, I guess that means that she's a little older than me. But uh, yeah, she won it before me. Uh, so it was kind of fun that we both won it here in Vancouver. That's awesome, man. Congrats on that. Cool. What's been the biggest, you know, what's been the biggest success or let's, let's celebrate you, man. What, what are you most proud of that, that happened in 2020? Oh man, uh, I didn't completely lose my marbles. Um, yeah, I mean, what an interesting, <laughs> what an interesting year, right? Uh, I'm, I, I guess, I, I mean, I'm very grateful and I'll celebrate that uh, my family, everyone, we've got our health. Um, we've actually, you know, made uh, a great year for ourselves. We've typically traveled a lot, but you know, this past year we traveled a lot just in town and found some new parks. And uh, I'm, I'll celebrate that, uh, you know, the company's grown during this time. And I would say not because people are playing more games per se, like our audience, I think that they actually got squeezed and had less time, given that a lot of our audience is primarily female. And uh, they took the brunt on average with kids being home a lot more and, and this kind of thing. So I think our players um, actually had less time, but, you know, we were just able to continue to grow and, and, and bring more fun to people, which I think is really important right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I, there's not nothing huge that stands out other than just it, it was ultimately a, a good year overall. And I know not everyone can say that, but uh, I'm very grateful that uh, we did have the year we did. And um, yeah, looking forward to this one. 
know you have a lot of social efforts that you do as well. I think you feed a lot of people in Vancouver. You try to do as much social cause, social good in the world as well. Yeah, like we like to make sure our our, our games are more than just for fun. They're they're fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so in our games, you know, we've got gratitude and, and meditation practices for those of people who've played a little bit. I think it shows up at like level 10 in Cooking Crush right now. There's a, we call it our happiness offer wall. So we like to give back to our players as well with stuff that's worked for us, creating more fulfillment, more happiness. And then we've, uh, yeah, we've, we've given a part of our profit to uh, a charity in Vancouver here called Backpack Buddies that feeds kids. That's so awesome. I'm on their board. Um, and uh, yeah, we just want to grow. Uh, and, and so that's fine for kids here in, in obviously Canada don't have food on the weekends and we want to find some organization that we can really grow with as well and, and scale that out to more countries as well where people play our games. So that's on our sites for this year. I love that. It all ties into you got a cooking game, you know, got a lot of food games and then you're also giving back and feeding those that are less fortunate that already need as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I mean, we've, we've received a lot of great comments where people are like, wow, I can just play the game. I'm having fun. You know, maybe I watch some ads and watching those ads actually helps put food on well, in the backpacks of these kids. They, uh, they get them on Friday, they use backpacks full of food. And it's a lot of kids that just their parents either are unfortunately in really tough situations. They don't work uh, a lot, even more so now that, you know, the, the demand's gone way up. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool program. Well, Ryan, I commend you on the success of the game. I commend you on all your social efforts that you're doing as well. Is there anything I missed that you want to, Make sure we cover it before you hit the big finish. Uh, I, if anyone's watching this and wants some help with a, an awesome game that's being made mostly for women, then give us a shout. We can uh, talk about publishing it. Uh, it's definitely, we, 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 we bring a lot to the table in terms of helping a game to be successful. So the, is it just flow? Do you want them to go to the Facebook group or where do you want to send them? Flow motion? Uh, yeah, right. Any, you know, we've got an amazing customer service team. Um, if they rate us anywhere, they'll, it'll get to the right person, but otherwise probably the easiest is just to go to our website, flowmotionentertainment.com. Awesome. Well, that, all that is linked up into the show notes as well. Ryan, this yeah. has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us one app. We should definitely check out. Uh, why well, you, you, yeah, that, um, I was thinking about an app per se. I mean, uh, uh, I, there's a platform I really like right now, Loomly. And, is that the uh, video we, recording thingy? Uh, oh, actually, you know what? Uh, what? What is that one? That's Loom, right? Oh, yeah, that is just Loom. Uh, so so that's two. That's So Loom, I'm a huge fan of. Actually, thanks for reminding me about that one. <laughs> um, and then Loomly is one that we found for social media marketing. Wow. And it was the only platform. It's way cheaper than the other guys. And uh, yet it allows you to hook in a ton of your networks uh, across all your, you know, so we've got a different Instagram page per game as well. So we could hook up all the Instagram pages, all the Facebook pages, even our LinkedIn corporate account, um, Pinterest. I mean, it was incredible how many things it lets you hook in and then, you know, schedule all out. So anyways, I'm a big fan of that app per se. Hey, what was the strategy with social media for your games because sometimes i feel like oh, it's just another to do have you guys seen positive results roi i know you're a big numbers guy so probably um, if you've invested in loomly too we i mean we look at the um engagement i mean we use it primarily for re-engagement and community building we're not looking at it for right now trying to create bio content that generates new downloads uh, we use it a lot to just keep in touch with our customers because we've always got a new update coming up pretty much every two weeks. So 
you know, I'm doing like a live show on Facebook now as another way to just connect with our players and let them know what's going on. And we have nice. contests that are, that are going on in our game. So we're using it more for engagement. Yeah. With our community rather than sort of marketing per se. I like it. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Oh man. Uh, hmm. It's tough. Cause I don't know if I, uh, there's probably some that I still haven't learned yet. Um, probably, probably one that, well, I, I'm getting better at this one. And I think I've learned a lot is not to be so hard on myself. Mm. So I'm what, 42, uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm getting better at that. Uh, so that's probably one lesson is not to, is not to be so hard on myself. Like hey, don't you feel like this? I just turned 40 in 2020 and I'm turning 41 this year, but I feel like maybe I'll feel like this when I'm 50, but I'm like, I feel like this is the peak, man. Like we're probably, this is, this decade's probably our smartest, wisest decade. And I'm just feel like, okay, I, yeah. Like I've had all this experience now, 40 years of experience. Now I feel like, yeah, I'm in the, you know, like I'm comfortable in my skin. I feel like there's a good high versus like the insecurities of twenties and maybe just the figuring out of fatherhood in the thirties. Now my kids are a little bit older. They're 12 and seven. I'm like, Oh, this is pretty good life now. I know what you're saying. I, uh, I was just thinking that the day too, I'm like, well, what if I can live to be like, like there's a group of us that are looking at like, you know, theoretically you can live to like 125. And I'm like, man, what if I'm only a third of the way there? Yeah. I got a lot of good years left too. That was, that was one thought that crossed my mind the other day. Um, and, and I know you're right in the, in our, in our forties, it, it is, uh, it can be a, a, some good years. So. Yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, well, my wife and I, we, we got together when we were 15. So I was like, hey, the goal is 115. So we can say we've been together for 100 years. And then, you know, we can per perish and go off into the wind after that. Ryan, dude, really congrats cool. on all the success. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for sharing all the great content in here. The, the app website is Flow Motion Entertainment, flowmotionentertainment.com. If you want to check out some of their games, go check out Cooking Crush. And then the other one was Cooking My Story, I believe, right? Yes, yes. Those yeah. are also two of my favorite apps as well on my phone, of course. But uh, yes, awesome. check those out. Yeah, they're, and they're different gameplay, so it's great. You can enjoy them both differently. Well, one of the things that you wrote on our forum was like, hey, importance of going deep rather than broad. And I love that so much too. It's It, it has completely changed my thinking too. And every time... I'm like, oh, I have too many projects on. I'm like, Steve, focus. And that's when it really like skyrockets. And you notice the real growth when you're just singularly focused on one project, one thing at a time versus trying to do too many things. So I appreciate you putting yeah. that in there as well. Yeah. Ryan, you want to send them anywhere else besides Flow Motion Entertainment? Go check out the apps. You want to send them anywhere else? Uh, no, that's why you can check out me online as well. I, I'm on and off in terms of posting stuff. But yeah, just go and check out our games. Um, again, if anyone's got one that they want some help with, let us know and, uh, you know, happy to chat on, uh, anything we can do to support their business. So. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. Appreciate you. Cool. Appreciate you having me. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the app masters podcast for show notes and amazing app marketing content. Check out appmasters.co.